The contest is nearly begun, mortals. I have chosen nearly all of my champions, powerful warriors such as Captain America, She-Hulk, and others, many of whom are offensive or at least somewhat silly stereotypes of certain nationalities. They have many silly phonetically written accents. And finally, I choose my ultimate warrior, Trish from the Midwestern United States. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Oh, I'm just gonna sneak by you there. Where in the heck am I? You have been chosen, Trish of the Midwest, to take place in a conflict, a contest to determine the fate of the Grand Master. The Grand Who's It Now? I was just at the Kurdowski's barbecue and Marsha had just served the potato salad. That was going to be a great time. There are more important matters at work, Trish. The fate of your world is at stake. All of the Earth has been frozen in a state of suspended animation. And if you don't compete, they shall stay that way eternally. Oh, so what you're saying is the potato salad is still good? Oh, well, that's a relief. Uh, so, what's this here contest? Some Ed McMahon stuff? You and the other champions will compete in challenges to retrieve the four pieces of the globe of life. You may use any means to retrieve these, including violence. Whoa, whoa. Violence? I'm not for that, ma'am. Son of a Baptist preacher, can't we just play euchre for it or something? The rules have been chosen, Trish. No, no, tell you what, I'll just grab all these globes myself. I'm sure they're on the way to the Piggly Wiggly, and we're about to run out of Miller, anywho. Let me jump in the Previa, and I'll get them for you, Licky Split. Wait, no, that isn't how oh, it- won't be any trouble. See you in a few. Bye-bye now. While you are gone, Trish, the unknown, myself, and the others will talk about comics? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, yes. I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's on Infinite Earths. The podcast where nothing will ever be the same. Welcome, readers, to our episode covering Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions. You said it right the first try. I'm impressed. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get things right. So are we covering the popular mobile game? No. Are we po are we covering the Al Ewing series from like 2015? No. Absolutely not. We're covering the worst one. 1982. The first ever Marvel limited series. Mm-hmm. Now, when we covered Secret Wars, we said, well, this is like the first crossover. We lied. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's this. Yeah, we uh, just kind of needed a, a gap week for our very large crossover that we're going to be covering next, and we figured we'd try to get a, a one-for out of it. Yeah, yeah. So this sounded kind of fun, and, you know, we thought we'd give it a shot, and then <laughs> it's kind of fun. Sure. You know, they they did their best. Uh, if you thought Secret Wars was smashing your action figures together... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. All right. Well, before we uh, get back to Trish from the Midwest, maybe we should start up a summary. <laughs> yeah, a summary. Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions, Issue 1, written by Mark Grunwald, Stephen Grant, and Bill Mantlo, penciled by John Romita Jr., inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Michelle Wolfman, lettered by Joe Rosen, and edited by Mark Grunwald and Tom DeFalco. This one is going to be kind of short, or it's going to seem really repetitive. While doing seemingly usual activities, practically all of Earth's superheroes, Avengers, Fantastic Four, X-Men, and even some ones you've never heard of, because they're brand new, disappear from what they're doing, finding themselves in a mysterious arena in Earth's orbit. If this reminds you of Crisis on Infinite Earths, it does me too. Suddenly, the Grandmaster of the powerful Elders of the Universe appears. He and his companion, called The Unknown, have placed all beings on Earth in suspended animation. For a game! The game will involve two teams of 12 heroes each looking for four golden objects hidden throughout the Earth. If the Grandmaster wins, the Unknown will restore the Grandmaster's brother, the Collector, back to life. See, he died back in an Avengers story called the Korvac Saga. If Grandmaster loses, he forfeits his life as well. Meanwhile, the heroes have to fight or the Earth will remain in suspended animation for all eternity. The dodgeball-style picking commences. Team Grandmaster is The Thing, Benjamin Grimm, Wolverine, Logan, Peregrine, Captain America, Sasquatch, Blitzkrieg, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, Darkstar, Talisman, Australian, She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, Captain Britain, Brian Braddock, and Defensor. Team Unknown is Angel, Black Panther, Vanguard, Shamrock, Storm, Collective Man, Invisible Woman, Iron Fist, Sunfire, Iron Man, Sabra, and the Arabian Night. Let the games begin. Issue number two, written by Mark Grunewald, Stephen Grant, and Bill Mantlo, penciled by John Romita Jr., inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Michelle Wolfman and Christy Sheely, lettered by Joe Rosen, edited by Mark Grunewald and Tom DeFalco. The first match is in a wintry tundra. The Grandmaster's team is Talisman, Daredevil, and Darkstar. Unknown's team is Invisible Woman, Sunfire, and Iron Fist. Everyone is pretty awful at working as a team in basically one-on-one -on -one tussle. Daredevil versus Iron Fist, Sunfire versus Darkstar, Invisible Woman versus Talisman. While Talisman confuses Invisible Woman with his mystical bull roarer, she manages to break free. Darkstar traps Sunfire, but in an atomic rage, he also overcomes her Dark Force trap, melting some of the ice of the frozen tundra. Daredevil, after beating Iron Fist, notices the golden portion of the globe and grabs it for Team Grandmaster. The second match is in the Wild West, or at least some kind of ghost town. Grandmaster's team is Defensor, Captain Britain, and She-Hulk. Unknown's team is Iron Man, Arabian Knight, and Sabra. Again, the teams cannot seem to work together, especially Arabian Knight and Sabra, who are having some rather nationalist conflicts, and Defensor and She-Hulk, as Defensor is being rather paternalistic. She-Hulk whomps Arabian Knight before Sabra stuns her and they start to tussle. Iron Man searches for the globe peace, only for Defensor to Kool-Aid Man through a wall to fight. Iron Man wallops him, though. While fighting, Sabra falls, and the Arabian Knight orders his <sighs> flying carpet to save her while he fights Captain Britain on a roof. 
Sabra doesn't really appreciate it, but kicks the heck out of Captain Britain into a scent-flying defensor. She-Hulk rushes Iron Man, and he repulses her into unconsciousness. But while Shellhead looks for the globe, the Arabian Knight quietly finds it, giving the match to Team Unknown. Score is now 1-1. to Issue number 3. Written by Mark Gruenwald, Stephen Grant, and Bill Mantlow. Penciled by John Ramita Jr. Inked by Pablo Marcos. Colored by Don Warfield and Carl Gafford. Lettered by Joe Rosen. Edited by Mark Gruenwald and Tom DeFalco. The third match is in a grassland near the Terracotta Army. Team Unknown is Vanguard Angel and Black Panther, and Team Grandmaster is Wolverine, The Thing, and Peregrine. Common motifs include splitting up and bad teamwork. Almost immediately, Wolverine catches up to Black Panther and they fight hand-to-hand. Angel and Peregrine dogfight in the air. Angel grabs a walking stick from a frozen Chinese farmer and uses it to defeat Peregrine. While Vanguard and the Thing have a heavyweight throwdown, which ends poorly for Vanguard when the Thing disarms his hammer and sickle, which are the source of his power. The Thing comes upon Wolverine and Black Panther, and given that Black Panther is his friend, is shocked that Wolverine was fighting with claws out. Wolverine and Black Panther suddenly smell something, and Black Panther tells the Thing to dig, and Aunt Petunia's favorite nephew does, finding the globe piece. Score one for Team Grandmaster, two to one. The final match is in the jungle. Team Grandmaster is Captain America, Sasquatch, and Blitzkrieg. Team Unknown is Storm, Shamrock, and the Collective Man. Teamwork? Absolutely not. Storm and Blitzkrieg have a cool flying electricity fight. Captain America and Shamrock have a tussle swinging through the trees. Collective Man tries really, really hard to fight Sasquatch, even calling upon the power of the Chinese people, only to pass out from exhaustion. Storm is sick of being a pawn and just kind of flies off. Blitzkrieg uses his lightning powers to reveal the final globe piece, but the lucky Shamrock snags it. Game over. Score is 2-2. Two to two. Except, the comic writers and editors forgot which team Shamrock was on, so they called it 3-1. to one. Honestly, three rounds would have made more sense anyhow. The Grandmaster assembles the globe to bring back his brother as Talisman wonders who the Unknown is and enters dream time. In his astral state, he reaches out to the Invisible Woman and beckons her to reveal the Unknown as... Death, who reveals that for the Collector to be resurrected, the Grandmaster must give up his own life or the life of all of Earth's heroes. However, the Grandmaster swore that if he won, he would never interfere with Earth again, and thus gives up his life. The Collector appears again, angry that his brother had to die. Death challenges him to another game, and they depart, leaving Earth's heroes very confused. The end? We guess? All right, Chris, what do you think of uh, these three issues? Well, they sure are there. I counted them. There's three, which means at least the, the readers can count in terms of this crossover. <laughs> The fact that they internally messed up who is on whose team and completely miscalled the score is the most absolutely wild thing to me. I just keep trying to think how that happened. Now, you had like three writers on this. Yes, and one of them was also an editor on it. Yes. And I just think it was maybe too many cooks in the kitchen. Wait, you're saying too many cooks? Yeah. Does it take a lot to make a stew? I I think it only takes one. I don't, I don't know this reference. I'm sorry. This is from a, a weird little adult swim thing called Too Many Cooks that was like a fake 
sitcom, but the the, the song would just go on way, way too long. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll have to show you too many cooks. I don't know. But, like, from the instant they said there was going to be, like, four rounds, I'm like, what if it just ends in a tie? And I'm like, maybe it was supposed to end in a tie, and then they were going to do some sort of tiebreaker, but then, like, time constraints. Or, like, I don't know. Maybe it was written orig- originally with, like, Captain America getting it, and they're like, no, we want to push... No, we want to push Shamrock. We want to show that she can do some cool stuff with her luck. Shamrock's like the wrestler who starts like the third hour on Raw with like a promo. Right. And you're already, you've already seen all like the 20 minute starting promo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. And they're like, hey, remember me? And everybody's like, nope. This, this time it's going to be different. <laughs> Shamrock was completely new in this crossover. Right, right. And spanking new. So, I mean, that's maybe my thought. Of how that could have happened. Or like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, we want to switch Shamrock's team. But then like forgot about all of the parts where she was like shown, like in the second issue already, like as part of Grandmaster's team. Right. Or as a part of the Unknown's team. I think all you need to do is just change one. If they would have changed one page, this would have been fine. I mean, the page of who gets the. Yeah. I mean, there there are several spots. She's listed as on the unknowns team in like the first panel of their competition, and then in the panel of once all the teams are picked. Yes. So they could switch the teams there. Those two spots, or just have someone else grab it, even. Right, but then they would have had to, you know, change the panels where like she's the 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 victor that got the globe piece. Yeah, I think that the, the... you were saying you only had to change one page, and I'm just asserting that it would have been slightly more than one page. Really? You could have kept her on the Unknowns team, which she she already was. Yeah. And then just the page where she grabs it, just somebody else grabs it. Yes, but then there's subsequent pages where she is shown as oh. the one who grabbed it and the victor. That's fair. So, okay. slightly more than one page. <laughs> one, one and a half pages. <laughs> two pages. Either way you switched it. You could have switched her team mm-hmm. on the two pages, or you could have switched who grabbed it. Anyway, it's weird. Yeah. It's so weird that there is a West Coast Avengers annual later in which um, the writer, Steve Englehart, was so like miffed at this decision that he decided to relitigate the entire three issue crossover in an annual where they have to have a do over. I want to know what the letters to the editor were like. Oh, I'm sure they were furious after this. Like they probably had like 40 letters. Right. They didn't even have Twitter to vent to. Yeah, you couldn't just at Mark Grunewald and be like, what the heck, Mark? You edited and wrote this. <laughs> uh, so now I just, you know, I feel like GOM is like so small compared to this. Yeah, go- <laughs> GOM being the uh, the Krakoan that was supposed to say Mars on the wall in House of X number one. And a lot of us like spent a lot of time theorizing about it. This is nothing compared to that. Uh, nothing compared to that. Yeah, people did kind of complain about the typos, many of which are insignificant in Right, but this is like a major plot point. Yeah. It'd be like if um if it was like Moira had like it said that she had ten lives and then eventually like only six were shown and it was said that she always only had six or something. <laughs> Or, like, they just never told us anything about the sixth life, and then they were like, what sixth life? We should- <laughs> oh, they just forgot it entirely? Oh, I would have been so mad. 
<laughs> but of course, reading something like that, you're like, well, surely they'd get to it. But in this case, you'd be like, well, surely they'd get the score right. right? It's not. Com- it's like one of the least complicated comic stories I've ever read. It is so, so simple. Straightforward. It's just like, all right, we want to compile all of the heroes in the Mar- Marvel universe. We're even going to give them a glossary of all of the heroes, and we want to introduce all these new international heroes because. We want to appeal to a wider audience and show, I guess, that heroes aren't all American, Canadian, and Russian. There weren't that many that were Russian at this point, but I, I agree with you. There are a few. <laughs> Mo- and I, I guess from the from the UK as well. I love one of the Russian superheroes is this Ursa Major who's just a bear. That's so great. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> I'm just like, does, is there an Ursa Minor? Does the bear know. have a sidekick? I don't know if there's an Ursa Minor. I don't think there is. That would be great, though. He just had a little cub. Yep. Oh, man. So, uh, which which superheroes, other than... There's, like, five that are, like, so clearly new. Weirdly enough, the Collective Man, this is not his first appearance, but it might as well be. Mm. He was in a Hulk issue. Yeah. He's five people. Yeah. I can also... Summon the power of all of his countrymen. Yes, yeah, so like all of the all of the Chinese people, which he's supposed to be a mutant, and that is a mutant power that does not make sense to me. No, like how does how would your like genes know who your country? I mean, I guess there's magic in the. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I. This is like a silver samurai has the mutant power of being able to charge his sword with energy, <laughs> like his sword, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's not unlike that, but in this, it's five. It's five brothers who can become one guy and can summon the powers of identical a bunch of though. They're identical, or they're just or, or the they're drawn just, identically. They are drawn completely identically. <laughs> yes, um, I like that. Even with all of that, he could still not beat Sasquatch, who's just like a big, strong man, furry man. Mm-hmm. I mean it. Conceptually, I like the idea of let's introduce superheroes all over the world and incorporate, I don't know, lots of different cultures. But I don't know if these uh, these creators were the ones to do it. Right. And I, I also don't feel like a huge crossover event was maybe the best way to roll that out because none of these characters actually get to be fleshed out. They are just a pitch on a page. Right. And like they're... They're basically like a gimmick, and it's like not a very big one. So they just become really one-dimensional. Yeah. So nearly everything, even if it's not offensive, kind of feels offensive because it's just this one-dimensional depiction of a culture in superhero form. And some just, and some bits just kind of are offensive. <laughs> yes, and some of them just are frankly offensive. Yes, we have to get the bit with the Arabian Night and Sabra where they can't trust each other, and it's. Talking about the Arab-Israeli conflict, yes, and uh, they 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 finally picked a moment to be realistic, uh, according according to somebody I said, where they uh, did not make up at the end, much much like it is existing in the real right. world. But I totally expected a moment. Remember from Crisis where there was like someone from like America and from the USSR, and they're like, "We're not we're not all that different. Like we still live on this planet that we need to save." Really expected something like that, but boy, right. we didn't get it. Because we we just get this hammered home of they can't work together. They don't work together. They don't work together. I'm like, surely it's gonna. But they they're almost gonna tie. Get us. 
Yeah. And I like I thought, oh, they're going to tie. And you know what? It's going to come down to some weird tiebreaker thing. And all the heroes are going to unite to like overthrow the Grandmaster or something cool. And they're going to learn how to do it through the power of teamwork. Yeah. And everybody's going to it's going to be talking about how, you know, the innate nature of, of goodness and how it's great to, to triumph over over wrongdoing. I so this is if Secret Wars was was like they never actually tried to get at the Beyonder. They literally don't even like question it. And that is wild to me. It right. seems like the most completely like grade school, straightforward plot. Right. The the twist at the end is who the unknown is and her little like, oh, you have to give up your own life. But that's like that is no stakes. No. We, like None of us care about the Grandmaster as as a as nothing like an changes hero. in the status quo on Earth except that now the readers know that they are international superheroes, right? And I guess the Grandmaster is is dead, and the Collector is back, right? And the Grandmaster said he would never um, interfere with Earth affairs again. He does Spoilers. though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has in the last like three publishing years. Yeah. Well, I. Wanted a bit more fun from it than I got. Like, I feel like if something's this simple, that at least it's got to be, it's got to be fun, right? Entertaining. Yeah. Lighthearted. And I guess we get some of those. Yeah. There's some fun banter. You know, Captain America and, uh, and Shamrock have some, have some sort of fun back and forth banter. Although I tried to play a drinking game where I drank every time Shamrock said lucky, and I don't know what happened at the end of this crossover as a result. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that. That's an unfortunate. That, I mean, that's what we mean by one-dimensional. Yeah, I mean, the Irish superhero is luck, mm-hmm. and named Shamrock, and all she talks about is how lucky she is, or things always, you know, fall, and that's it. That's all she is. I had a lot of fun in some of the very silly um, introductions that they give, like Machine Man and Vision talk about how machines are really are truly the most persecuted of all because they're not even like alive. <laughs> that was a fun little panel of me going, what? And then expecting to see them again, but you don't. There's the bits where the Black Knight and the Arabian Knight are comparing their swords and they're like, I have a magic sword. And he's like... Well, I too have a magic sword. And the fence <laughs> or like third wheels in there and is like, I have a magic shield. Gosh. Yeah. There's the whole concept of all the heroes being zapped and then like in a big space. I'm like, what the heck are we doing here? I was like, oh my gosh, this is crisis. It's crisis. Although this is before crisis. I know. Yeah. Crisis is a thief. Oh. It's a big old thief stealing from contest of champions. They couldn't even spell talisman's name right when they... In the, the panel where he gets poofed away, they spell it Tal Simon. If you had to tell Simon something, what would you tell him? <laughs> How to spell talisman. <laughs> talisman also had some real stereotypy powers. He's all mystical and goes into dream time. Yeah, I felt like I didn't know quite enough about Aboriginal people to really know how I should feel about that. But it... I mean, once again, it's it had that one-dimensional stereotypy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm sure there's some German-descended American heroes who aren't like you know throwing sauerkraut at people or anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm German, so I can. I'm trying to say things. 
that uh, that are applied. I don't know. It'd be ridiculous. I mean, we do get Blitzkrieg, which, uh, boy, that's sure a name that you yeah. name a good person. Yeah, from West Germany. <laughs> yep. Oh. And they put him up against Storm, of all things. he contr- His power is he flies and controls lightning, and he goes up against Aurora Monroe. Like, get wrecked, dude. She beats him and just leaves. She's like, what a this queen. is lame. <laughs> <laughs> this is just silly. Uh, I, I did have to admit there was some appeal to the glossary of superheroes in the back. Like, yeah. the part of me that likes lists and, you know... I mean, in 82, you didn't have a wiki. You No, and this was before... This was actually sort of a precursor to the official handbook to the Marvel Universe, which did this, except they added things like organizations and places, etc. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of the start of that, which I'm sure there were people who collected these solely for those, even though it was like six pages in the back of each book. Mm-hmm. I feel. I mean, as cool as I thought they were, I definitely didn't look too closely at them. I mean, it was just like a bunch of, bunch of. They, it wasn't exciting. It was just a bunch of typed stuff with some first appearances, some of which were wrong. Collective Man's <laughs> first appearance in that was listed as Contest of Champions. It is not his first appearance. Oh, that's that's frustrating. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, um, I've heard from Marvel editors that they very much do look at Marvel Wikia, even. Like to look stuff up. And I'm trying to think about how hard it must have been in the 80s and 70s to track down like certain stories and remembering stuff. Yeah. If it wasn't like carefully cataloged. Right. Like they referenced the Korvac saga, but you know they had to have like gone and found those Avengers issues and flipped through it because there's even some recap panels. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. I mean, it makes you feel a little bit more forgiving. Not forgiving of messing up the, the score. score. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh. Uh. Christy, is this your first encounter with the Elders of the Universe? It is actually not. Um, Please tell me where you've encountered the Elders of the Universe. Um, so when I did my um, trial run with Vishal for uh, Dawn of X for Mariters, we actually read the uh, first issue of Guardians, mm-hmm. uh, where we get the Grandmaster. Oh, the Grandmaster was in that? That's game, right. Yeah, Grand, not Game Master. It was Grandmaster. It is confusing, though, because the Grandmaster likes games, so he might as well be the Game Master. Right, right. So I was like, oh, this is my first exposure to the Elders of the Universe. Blah, 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 blah. So we, when we saw it in this, I was like, oh. <laughs> right. I think I read them first in Thanos Quest, which was the story about how Thanos got all the Infinity Stones. such stems. like a wild concept, because they're like immortal, but they didn't really necessarily dart that way they just got a lot of power and now they're like unkillable yeah they just became cool enough over the centuries right yeah i don't know like the anti-capitalist in me kind of hates them i don't mostly you're not supposed to like the elders <laughs> there's a few that i like um but we'll we'll get to that i think we have a question that is related to the to the elders of the universe uh-huh well speaking of questions let's get into them All right. So thank you for everybody who uh, follows us on Twitter or um, subscribes to our tweets that uh, submitted your questions about Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions. 
I can't wait to meet this Marvel superhero named Contest of Champions. <laughs> All right. Well, our first question comes from friend of the show at Xavier Files. Which Marvel characters are in this GIF? This is the GIF of the USA team curling, but it, the, a cat has been photoshopped in. So it looks like they are curling with the cat. Curling like the, the ice sport, not like your hair or something. Well, you did say it was the U.S. Olympic team, so I would hope it's not a GIF of the U.S. Olympic team curling, curling their, their hair. hair. I'm sure they would look great. <laughs> uh, all right. So you've got some theories about this. So the cat is Reed Richards, mm -hmm. whereas the the lady behind the cat who's doing like the like who has like thrown the cat and is kind of going up behind it, mm -hmm. that is Sue Storm. Meanwhile, Johnny and the thing are doing the the sweeping mm -hmm. because everybody has to carry Reed Richards. <laughs> we didn't have like a I don't want to say a single, but like we had maybe zero panels of Reed Richards stretchy, which I just, I haven't been able to read a crossover where you don't see him stretch across like the entire page. This one, they're like, nope, not going to draw it. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for that. Second question comes from at Robert Secundus, my writing partner, Rob, who asks the grandmaster has challenged you both to a contest of champions. Assemble your teams. This and is no limits to universe or continuity. And similar question from Aaron at Dipping underscore Sauce. If you each had to choose six Marvel superheroes to fight as your proxies, who would they be? So I feel like these are similar questions. They are. So we got to um, pick our six. So we have to pick Marvel. Okay. My six. I would pick Cyclops. Uh-huh. Jean Grey. Yeah. Emma Frost. <laughs> this is very X-Men heavy. Yep. Captain America. Okay. Thor. Mm -hmm. and She-Hulk. Mm. It's very boring, but they're, they're just all very good. Yeah, that's a really vanilla list. <laughs> <laughs> I just love all of them so much. Um, Re readers, if you don't know this about me, I tend to just like the very popular characters. Those are my favorites. <laughs> so when people are disappointed their favorites aren't appearing in books, I'm like, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my six, uh, we definitely have Gwenpool. Oh, Gwenpool would be really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she would. Yep. Um, uh, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Spider-Woman. Yep. Wasp. Which one? Mm, both. So that's five. Mm-hmm. So we got two wasps and sixth. I mean, Squirrel Girl, because, like, I, I think- know. Can you beat Squirrel Girl? She is unbeatable. That's what they we say. have we have an unbeatable character, an unstoppable stoppable character, mm -hmm. and a sensational character. Sensational, yeah. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's 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 an all ladies team. Um, I I think the dynamics there would be really interesting. I would actually love to see how Janet Van Dyne and Gwendolyn Poole would interact. That would be something. <laughs> Oh, and mine had no X-Men on it. Yeah, whereas mine had just, just gobs. Man, I feel like I need to redo my list. It needs at least one X person on it. Oh, I'm regretting not picking Black Panther, who is arguably probably the coolest person in the Marvel Universe. Like, imagine Kitty Pride and Gwenpool's powers combined. Phasing through panels? Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, readers. Kate Pride. I, I think people who are going to know who you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
That's hard. I want I want the 12. I need a full 12 team. It would still just probably be all ladies readers. So I'm trying to think about if I had to pick in different universes, like which Star Wars, would I put like Han Solo in there? Oh. Would I put Abraham Lincoln in there? Abraham- Vampire Hunter, right? No, no, no. Just the normal Abraham Lincoln. Oh, okay. Uh, would Abraham Lincoln... <laughs> Just the normal one. Okay. When he was younger, he was apparently a very accomplished wrestler. So he beat someone in a wrestling match. And he stood up and pointed into the crowd and he said something like, I'm the chief buck of this lick. If anybody wants to wet their horn wet their horns like like come like come in here or something. And I'm just like, Abraham Lincoln delivered a promo. <laughs> well, speaking of, wrestlers are in comics, so they wouldn't be off the table either it's true you, and you could get like real kayfabe with them <laughs> uh, okay that was fun thank you thank I'm, you to robin i'm trying to think about it gotta put some 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 like greek gods in there probably oh maybe like uh uh garris vicarian from mass effect he's just the ultimate bro he's a greek god no 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 Oh, okay. I, I just thought those two <laughs> thoughts were connected. And I was like, I don't I'm just think going. so. I'm just going for I it. So. I mean, like Gandalf. This is just reminding me of there. There was a forum post once upon a time that people make fun of, where it was like, "It's my thirty-something birthday, and we're gonna celebrate." It's this is just literally just a forum post. Like, let's bring it in all, and then it says like every character from every piece of media from all time like runs into the party, and everybody was just supposed to respond with like. You know, Gandalf is making out with, like, Lola Bunny or something. I was going to say Betty Boop. I like that one. (laughs) Gandalf making out with Lola Bunny is weird. (laughs) I don't understand what we're talking about. (laughs) Sometimes crossovers are actually bad. Although, I feel like for a bonus content at some point, we should cover Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. That has Disney characters and Looney Tunes characters. That's like never happened since. Ooh, pa- patron Patreon content? Maybe. Maybe. Get us to like 30 bucks a month and we'll do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. We really don't push the Patreon too much. Nope. Do it. But, may- but maybe we should. We'll do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And if we get it to like 50, maybe we'll even find a, a copy of that Muppet Christmas special that apparently like cannot be re- reprinted because of all of the rights issues. Oh. That would be so fun to cover. It has Fraggle Rock, Muppet Babies, and the Muppets. That's awesome. It is. Readers, 50. Chris has said it. <laughs> he has spoken. <laughs> a reference that not everyone will understand, but eventually you will. <laughs> All right. Next question is from at Ravel underscore near near Ravel. You both become elders of the universe. What do you personify? Keep in mind, some of the elders are the gardener and the runner. So you have a wide range of options. I'm thinking near means a like an already established elder, or oh, do you not think that? No, do you think I thought means, it was like anything. Oh, like a completely new one. Yeah, because they do have names like the librarian, right? I think I would be like, hmm. You go first. Now I'm just I'm just really dying here. <laughs> um, I keep wanting to do something food related, but I'm not sure if I would be like. The chef, like I think the person you would be that like, makes the food, or the person that eats the food. I think you would be like the host, or like the hostess. Oh, yeah. If I if I know you, and I yeah. think I do, 
No, I think you're right. I'd, I'd love to throw big, throw big parties. I would be. I would be. I would. I would throw elder parties. Elder parties. The <laughs> cosmic elder parties. <laughs> there think, would be great food. Mm-hmm. I would be the reveler. I would You'd just, come to the party. I would just be there for good times. <laughs> if there's one thing that everybody needs to know about Chris Edelman, he's there for good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm only there if it's at my house. <laughs> Christy is there to host good times. <laughs> We have many questions from at Josh Garvey. Who's your, I'm sorry. What's your preferred version of comics death? Skull lady with breasts or goth teen who is nice. So this is DC death. Who is goth teen? Who is nice from the Sandman series? Oh, she's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She's the one that's kind of the baby. No, she's actually like one of of the older ones. Oh, there was a scene of her with a baby that's very sad. Um, and then there's there's the Marvel version who is, you know, skeleboobs. So I, she's the one with, with the sad, sad, sad baby scenes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Sad baby scenes. She is not a baby. No, I know she's not a baby. Okay. The baby death. <gasps> what? What if there is a story where, uh, you know, an, an old West guy rescued a baby and it's the baby death? <laughs> You just got to wheel death around in a little carriage. <sighs> the baby death. Too much. <laughs> Done too much. We have watched two separate shows this week that have man with baby. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more. <laughs> That's always needing to be more. <laughs> oh. So what's your preferred version? Do you like ni- nice goth teen or do you like uh, kind of mean, mean curvy death? <laughs> Um, you know, skeletons don't need breasts, so I'm going to go with goth teen who is nice. Yeah, I like goth teen who is nice, too. Mm-hmm. I will never quite understand why they decided to really, really sex up death. <laughs> mm. All right. So for this next question, you're going to have to tell me. This one is still from at Josh Garvey. Do you think Shamrock could take Ken Shamrock in a fight? Who is Ken Shamrock? Ken Shamrock was a very early UFC competitor who went to the WWF in like the mid to late 90s. Oh. He is a very good fighter. But Shamrock is very lucky and I think if she can beat Captain America. Right. That was that was going to be my same thought process. If she could beat out Captain America, then she could probably beat any, Ken Shamrock. you know. Yeah. Ken Shamrock's pretty 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 good fighter though. Uh, could Defensor beat up Transformers Combiner Defensor? There, it's. Let me see, let's get a picture up real quick of comics um, of Transformer Defensor. Uh, so is Defensor and Transformers when they lots of them become one? The Combiners, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So this is this is multiple Transformers. I don't know. I think Transformers would win. Um, is that him? He kind of seems. Let's see here. This is Defensor. He definitely has like a car arm and then like a. I don't know. Like Transformers have just arm. always seemed like really powerful to me. They're giant robots. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't. And this is several giant robots combined into one even bigger giant robot. Right. And like, we know how superheroes fa- fare against giant robots. Not always well. No. Yeah, I think he's got him. Right. In a one to one, yeah. Transformers got it. Yep. All right. 
can Christy say? Gosh and heck. Uh, there's there's a lot of jokes running going around online that uh, the thought of you cursing is just like completely foreign to some people. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next question um, comes from my writing partner uh, uh, at. Uh, well, he's he's changed his display name to Very Gullible, <laughs> but uh, Michelle. Uh, at vgulla87 says the word contest derives from the latin meaning to witness which champions would you call upon to witness your everyday lives i don't understand this question (laughs) who would i want to witness me on the daily Mm -hmm. uh i think i think it needs to be another parent just to commiserate is 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 Vishal fishing for us to say like one of those like, you know who the real witness is in your everyday life? That's right, the one Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> there's, I, a, there's a meme that does that a lot. I either need a, I either need a parent or a, or a teacher to just like commiserate with what is going on in my day to day life. Let's see, are there any Marvel superheroes that are both parents and teachers? Mm. Mm, Emma Frost in some alternate realities. Yeah. She would actually be really great to have lots of like bitter and sarcastic conversations with. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I've always thought Dr. Strange would make a fr- fairly good confidant. Somebody's going to tweet at me after this and give me like a list of like 10 people who are both parents and teachers. Yep. I mean, Sue Storm would probably be a pretty good to talk to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The thing, I think he'd be good to talk to. I think he'd be he'd be a great listener. Plus, he gives great but incredibly uncomfortable hugs. <laughs> Our final question. Wait, wait, wait. Who would you witness you? I just said the thing. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I thought those were things you were trying to give me answers. I'm like, I don't think the thing's a parent or a teacher, but <laughs> no. But I think he's a great listener. <laughs> he also never gives up. Oh, all right. Our final question comes from Chuck Madrox, who asks, who's the best new character introduced and why is it Le Peregrine? Le Peregrine is the only one in this entire crossover who has a phonetic accent. Yeah, which is weird considering like Marvel's history with like Irish accents. Uh, or specifically Claire Chris, Claire, Claire Chris Claremont's <laughs> history. Um. Because, yeah, there were tons, I mean, presumably, like, half of the characters that have a lot of page time in this have accents. Yes. But he's the only one. Uh-huh. Because I guess the most entertaining, I don't know. He was just, like, the... epically French. Yeah. I mean, he was, if you're going to have a stereotypical French character, because all of these are stereotypes, it has, the stereotypical French character has to have the accent. I guess so. If you're going to, if you're going to go like really offensive with it, that's the way you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a savate kick. Like they go real French with it. I'm surprised I, he didn't like talk about cuisine at some point. I, I mean, I kind of loved how Angel was like, it was Angel, right? That he went up against. Yeah. And was like, wait, wait, wait! He does more than just fly. He does, he does martial arts in the air. I know. Angels <laughs> and couldn't he's even. Just babbled. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, maybe up your game. Yeah, Angel in his original appearances was would often carry a bazooka. 
because like all he could do was fly and he wasn't like particularly good at like punching. He's like oh he's he's like Superman with like only one power and it's specifically tied to having wings. <laughs> It's rough. Although I did like Shamrock quite a bit. I thought she was very charming. She was plucky. She was plucky. You wanted to root for her. Mm-hmm. So much so that we can ignore <laughs> the way the story was supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. She's so lucky. She she literally changed the score in editorial. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Readers, thank and you. And then uh, head into our accolades. Accolades. All right, Christy, what is the best line in this story? Okay, my best line, I had a tie. Um, but, ah, uh, okay. So I'm going to give my best line as the one that I don't think was intended to be funny, but that I laughed at a lot. Uh, that's what mine's going to be too, so please continue. <laughs> Um, so we have Ben Grimm talking to Wolverine who says, uh, swell as for you, shorty, you're one of those new X-Men ancient and Wolverine's response is, you know, it old timer, the name's Wolverine and I'm as mean as it sounds. And he's smoking a cigarette, but only in this one panel to deliver that line. That's great. <laughs> also at this point in time, the quote unquote new X-Men had been around like five or six years. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, every issue could be someone's first issue in 10 years. Plus, I don't know. the old X-Men are kind of barely in this. You get Angel, and then you get Iceman, who looks completely ridiculous in the panel. <laughs> He's, like, very, like, polygonal. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. Mine is going to be a conversation, which is between the Black Knight, the Arabian Knight, and Defensor. Where the Black Knight says, the power of my ebony blade is mystic in origin, Arabian Knight. And Arabian Knight says, as is mine, Black Knight. We must test our metal someday, eh? And then Defensor says, while I, Defensor, go into battle behind my gleaming golden shield. Which, that is things no one would ever say. <laughs> oh, but if you don't have somebody saying a character's name on the first page that they appear in an issue, and perhaps in subsequent pages as well, like, how will anybody know who they are? Yes. Um, I also liked just the, the fact that they brought in so many people and then said only Homo sapiens can do this. And then they brought in mutants, too, which I guess at this point, maybe mutants weren't considered a different species. Right. But they brought in all the Eternals, and they're like, no Eternals. Cannot. <laughs> Why'd you bring them? Oh. Who is the greatest hero of this issue? I gave my greatest hero to Talisman. Okay. Because... Um, when, when stuff got real and he saw what was going to happen with like the, the, or like he was, he was nervous about the unknown and right. actually took like some action to combat these two forces that froze. In a way. I don't know. He kind of like revealed them a little bit. I guess. I didn't really get that scene a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, he, he was the only one doing something. I don't, but like. But what actually ended up happening because of that? Like, oh, the unknown. Well, is he dead. tried and nobody else did. I just felt like the future, there's so much futileness of this crossover, or sorry, the futility of this crossover. I mean, nobody really got to be a hero. I kind of gave it to Grandmaster because he oh. gave up his life for his brother, and I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Mm -hmm. But like, uh... I mean, he also like 
stasis to the whole earth yeah. and like kidnapped people which you know so orchestrated the whole game to begin with so used to marvel shenanigans i just consider that neutral behavior <laughs> uh, all right what was your coolest moment my coolest moment was the panel where death is revealed and you see like the like skull face and then all the all the, like the heroes are like terrified mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool well yeah yeah that that was pretty cool. You didn't get as many of like those big splashy kind of reveal pages in this as I would have. I think that liked. should have been a full page splash, but they yeah. just didn't have the room at that point. Yeah. Um, I really liked the way the dream walking was drawn. That was pretty cool. Got to give it to John Romita Jr. for that one. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed the art with that. I don't know if like that was like a cool moment, but I thought it was depicted very. Very, very well. Yeah, this is kind of your pre-his-own-style John Romita Jr. He is very much doing, like, the Marvel paint-by-numbers, but I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. All right. The Silly Villainy. The Crusher Creel Award for Silly Villainy goes to who, Chris? Death for being so, like, enigmatic the entire time when this never happens ever again. <laughs> death just always is, like, hanging out being death. In the Infinity saga where thanos is like trying to like get with death death is just hanging out i don't know why they needed to conceal that death was death it just seemed like they wanted to reveal (laughs) death is just so dramatic yeah yeah Uh, my silly villainy goes to both the grandmaster and death for the stipulation that they were excluding immortals inhumans atlanteans eternals and aliens but bringing them all. But they brought there. them all there anyway, just so, so they could witness it. <laughs> we don't want you get. They, we don't want you get in the way or anything. I guess it was weird. Yeah. So the Eternals just played go fish the whole time. I mean, that's why I thought, like, hey, this is going to end in a tie, and something big is going to happen with all the heroes there. I didn't think it was going to end in anything. I thought they were going to like get wise midway through and like interrupt the games. I thought they were going to like Hunger Games to it. Mm-hmm. You but know, instead, they, they Hunger had, Games won it. Yeah. They yeah. had three issues, and they did the the bare minimum there. Yeah. Perhaps less than. The twist was, in fact, that there was no twist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's been fun. Yeah, but we are all done with Marvel Superhero Contest of Champions. <laughs> so, readers, uh, next week is going to be a – well, next week. Uh, next – episode is going to be a big one we are doing a guest request our guest request um i'm sorry we are doing a patreon request um i mean technically it's also a guest request because this person has, has been, been a guest show. on the show uh charlie davis has requested through patreon that we do messiah complex and they pledged at such a level that we have no choice but to accept although i like messiah complex so this will be fun it's gonna be a pretty long one so it's gonna be a, a, a probably at least three episodes yeah think of all the power that you could have readers if you were just if you were just a patron it's true just like charlie davis patron power charlie also is going to decide on a new accolade but that has not that has not been finalized yet i'm excited yeah that'll be fun is it going to have to do with cereal or wrestlers? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, if you want to be like Charlie Davis, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Chris's pod and pledge your support. And we will shout you out on the show as well as some other fun perks there. Uh, and as as Chris has now promised on the show, if we get to $30 on Patreon a month, 
we'll do a Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode. And if we get to 50, we'll do the Muppets Christmas crossover episode. <laughs> All right. You you heard it here. You heard it here first, readers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to give to us in a more one-time donation, you can go to www.ko-fi.com slash Earths, where you can donate in $3 increments mm-hmm. from $3 to many times $3. Mm-hmm. My birthday's coming up, readers. Yes. Uh, get Christy a present. <laughs> My birthday's two days after Christmas, so... Uh, generally I think of it as kind of a bummer and I'm trying not to think of it that way. She's having a very good outlook about it this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I just figure if I speak very positively about it, like, you know, maybe, maybe I will get like gifts that aren't Christmas presents. Last year we had a child with 103 degree fever and we had to go to urgent care in a, in a place that was not our own home. Happy 30th. Yay. <laughs> you got cake and pizza when we were done though. That was fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. And ate it with uh, our sick kid and my nieces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. That's right. <laughs> well, all of my siblings, I think, still went out to the dinner that we had had planned. No, they didn't go out to the dinner. I canceled the reservation. Okay. Well, I think they went out to a dinner. Yeah, I think. I think, right. <laughs> I think they all went out together anyway. Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> had a really great thirtieth birthday. <laughs> you know, I really expected. Nothing, nothing more than what happened. All right. Well, with that, bu- with that <laughs> bummer out of the way, you can find us on the internet on Twitter at Chris's Pod or on Facebook at Chris's Pod. You can uh, give us those five star reviews on iTunes or whichever platform you choose. And for long form messages, you can email us on Chris's on Infinite Earths at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit since we've had biscuit conversation. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise we haven't gotten more of those iTunes reviews requesting banter about specific topics. <laughs> it's true. We have to do it. <laughs> um, check out Christy and I's work on um, the Xavier Files uh, weekly reviews of various X-Men titles as we make our way through Dawn of X. I am on the X-Men title. Mm-hmm. And I am on the Marauders title. And actually, the um, Friday this episode is going up, uh, y- there will have just been... Uh, the Marauders for Marauders issue two. Yep. It's going to be some good stuff. Apparently nothing compared to number three, which is going to crush our souls. Yeah, there's hints of uh, some pain ahead. <laughs> all right. Thank you, readers. And until next time. Slay your enemies and all you desire shall be yours. <laughs>